first day of spring. Got a pink carnation in my lapel. White shoes on, ready to go. Looking sharp. Straw hat. It's what everybody's saying about you behind your back. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy is the minority leader of the House of Representatives. He may someday soon be the Speaker of the House of Representatives. He represents the 23rd District of California. And the congressman joins us now. Kevin, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, and congratulations on all your guys' success. Oh, thank you. And in D.C. now, too. It's That's as surprising great. to us as it is to you. And you know, <laughs> you know what's funny is I was looking at your uh, Wikipedia page, which has got to be at least fifty percent correct. And uh, yeah. n- not only are, are we all of similar ages, but your political career was getting started just when our talk radio career was getting started, and then. Uh, I think we've all surprised people to some extent. <laughs> That's right. I remember in the assembly when you guys would come down when we had our uh, radio row there in um, indeed yeah. at the Capitol when I was leader. I still have a tote bag. So so listen. Um, <laughs> while we'd love to catch up for for hours, let's talk about some of the substantive things that are going on in the country that that you guys are wrestling about. I I, re- I rode my donkey to work today. Because I'm really yeah. down with the Green New Deal. I'm really interested in promoting <laughs> that. And I will not drive a motor car anymore. Uh, what's happening with the Green New Deal on the Hill these days? Well, the Senate is actually going to have a vote on it. The House, it's been referred to 11 committees. We had a press conference last week asking Nancy Pelosi to have hearings in all 11 committees. Because what people have to understand And it's something much bigger. It's what's moving with this new Democrat socialist. And I don't call them that. That is that is what the new Democrats call themselves, that they're Democrat socialists. And it's a real battle between socialism and the free enterprise. And it comes down to control versus freedom. Think about it. The Green New Deal, Medicare for all, their bill, H.R. 1, about controlling elections. It's all about government having greater control and taking away more freedoms of your life. This would dictate everybody has to remodel their house. You couldn't fly on airplanes. We can no longer have dairies. I mean, it it goes to the aspect of every element of your life. And even in the legislation that she has, she put Medicare for all in it. So no longer would you have private insurance. Then if you didn't want to work, government would just pay you. I'm not quite sure what society this works in, (laughs) because when you look at Venezuela, it was interesting. One of the Cong- new congresswomen said, Venezuela's problem is not because they're a socialist country. It's the, because of the sanctions America put on Venezuela. Oh, boy. Well, I think it's a fantastic idea and strategy by uh, Mitch McConnell to have a vote on this, to get everybody on the record of whether or not you support this or not. I mean, th- that's a good thing, isn't it? It's a great thing. I think America should see what does this bill mean. A Green New Deal is a nice title. But how does it affect everyday life? And what it really does is for those in the middle class and low and have lower income, it is going to it's going to break you. Um, You're going to go through and have to remodel everybody's house that you have um, and those who are renting and others. I mean, I don't understand how he said and how are we going to travel? And the interesting part, when you talk to the author, she she is still traveling the way she's always traveled before. But um yeah, somebody pointed out that old Beto was driving an old pickup truck all over America, burning gasoline. Why didn't he take the train like, you know, like the rest of us? Were drive to. a Prius. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, but look from a world approach, right? You see the Paris Accord. You see all the other nations. You know which one country has actually lowered their CO2 emissions? I do America. know that. That's right. None in Europe, China and India 
are the biggest polluters in the process of where you're going of growing and the others. And at the same time we have lowered our emission, you know what we've become? We're going to become the world-leading export of oil. And we've done this through the ability of having environmentally sound. And what does it do? It makes the world safer. We're no longer tied to the Middle East. We now can control our own destiny. We make the world safer because our allies can rely on natural gas from us. Um, And at every step of the way, it seems as though they fought this. And we've been doing a better job than the rest of the world combined. Minority leader Kevin McCarthy on the line with us uh, for the Republican Party. I didn't know nobody in Europe. I mean, I know India and China don't play ball, which is reason enough for me not to be that worried about it. But I didn't know nobody in Europe has actually even lowered their emissions. No. and they're, they're, That's incredible. Go and look at all those in, in the Paris Accord see that America is not in it, and see who has done the best job. And at the same time we've done the best job, we've been able to grow and becoming closer to energy independent. So, listen, I I meant to get to this in the introduction to uh, Kevin McCarthy. I'm so excited I can't stand it. We may finally have a stake to put through the heart of the unholy bull spit train, the Crony Express in California. (laughs) But, But before we get to that, killing that vampire... Uh, the president's national emergency declaration. A lot of people who yeah. are hardcore pro border security still think that's that's a little executive overreach. What's your point of With view? On the concern, of course, being that when Democrats have you know the presidency, they'll declare climate change or whatever a national emergency. Well, okay, let's look. We've had this law, and it actually got reframed and changed in '76. It's been declared more than 60 times, and when President Obama did it, you never heard us do something against it or try to pull it back. Um, so the first question is, does the president have the power to do it? Well, when you look at even those who are on the opposition, who wanted to move a bill on the Republican side in the Senate to change uh, the ability of the president to do it, it goes into the argument and shows the president has the legal authority to do it. So the next question lies in, is there emergency along the border? Look at the amount of drugs coming across the border. Look at the amount of human trafficking. But more importantly, more than 70,000 people just in February were caught coming across the border illegally. How does that match up with other numbers? And it's a lot of families and kids and that sort of thing, which is logistically a nightmare to deal with compared to like a 22-year-old Mexican guy looking for work. So I agree, and I think a lot of our listeners do agree that there is an emergency going on. But how do you handle that situation when it's President Kamala Harris and she says climate change is a national emergency and and just crazy um, uh, restrictions on how many miles per gallon you can get in your car, that sort of thing? Well, you'd have, to, you'd have to see the criteria, does it, does it meet it? But if there are people out there, and this is the way I look at it, if the, current, if the current speed limit says I can drive 55 miles an hour, you can't write me a ticket if I'm driving 55 miles an hour. But if you don't like it, you go and change the law going forward. Yeah. So for those who are all complaining, if, and I believe in Article One of the Constitution, I'm upset that Congress years ago gave the president, whoever the president is, this authority because you want the check and balance. So let's pass a bill today that goes back to the Article One that puts more restri- restrictions on it. But you cannot, you can't. If it's current law today, you can't say he can't do it. But also, let's look at history. 
There are governors that are, are able to call an emergency, right? In 2005, two governors called an emergency along the border, one from Arizona and one from New Mexico. You know who was the, the governor of New Mexico? Richardson. Right. You know who was the governor of uh, Arizona? She then went on to become Department of Homeland Security. Um, she called the um, emergency because the federal government was not dealing with the border. So the lead Democrats here that believe this has been a problem for quite some time, it's not like this is yesterday or just happening today. This has been going on for quite some time. So the president does have the authority. It's been proven. So if you don't want, if you have fearful in the future, make a law change now dealing with Article 1. So you put the, you put the uh, restrictions on going forward. But the law stands today. And if we're fearful in the future, we, regardless of what the president acts today, the future presidents have the power to do it in the future. we got a couple of things we want to hit you with there, uh, Kevin McCarthy, minority leader for the Republicans in the House. Um, and I thought of it since you brought up Janet Napolitano, and she's involved in the uh, UC system, obviously, at the very top of it. There is a professor at UC Davis that advocates the murder of police officers, and we've been trying to get rid of this guy now for several weeks. I don't know if this story's bubbled up to you since you're a Californian. I've just I just read about this the other day. This is appalling. Uh, in today's society, how can you allow this to go on? I mean, far be it for a conservative to misspeak on one thing, everybody would come after him. But for a professor to go out and say that we advocate a murder and then a murder of a police officer, wh- why is it? Why would that be wrong? for a person to go in and put that person on leave or fire them. How long do you think you'd get to be a professor at a, at a UC campus if you were anti-abortion and talked about it in class regularly? What if you wore a, 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 a Donald Trump hat to work? Well, forget it. There'd be a riot. Yeah. Well, you, you, ha- you have a young lady at the Clovis High School who is not allowed to wear a red Donald Trump hat to school. And they, they, the principal said no or anything else. But you're going to have somebody to stand from a position of power, from a lecture above, just tell people to actually murder a police officer, and somehow we we're, we're, want to make sure we protect that person's right to do that? Absolutely. You can't, yell, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, but you can yell kill a cop. Yeah, it's, it's astounding, and he said it repeatedly and publicly. Listen, we know your time is limited, so let's talk about killing the one of the greatest thefts from taxpayers in the history of the United States, which is the... 13, I'm sorry, 60, I'm sorry, 100 billion. I'm sure by the time it was going to be done, $200 billion regular speed train in California. What's happening with the uh, the Railway Act? Well, I, I produced the Railway Act, and you've got to understand, this so-called high-speed rail was never going to be high-speed. You're going to have to subsidize everybody who gets on that train. Um, back when the Democrats controlled Congress, they put forth $3 billion dollars to give to California to deal with the high-speed rail. Well, they haven't spent all that money. And now, thank God, we're not going to finish this thing. And California has not lived up to the contract of what they said they would do. So it's roughly almost a billion dollars left. The president wants to pull that money back. I look, the taxpayers said they want to put it into infrastructure. Why don't we put that money, keep it in California, and put it for the best return on the investment, water storage oh that's here we great are. we have a great winter we know there'll be another drought 
why don't we put that in and save the water for the future for California so we don't have them limiting how many, how long our showers can be or whether we can wash our clothes, what they're trying to do now. And it's a great return on investment from Shasta Dam, Sites Reservoir. And that's what the money should be used for. That's terrific. It's called the Railway Act, and we'll be talking about it as the uh, days go by. It's it's a great solution. couple of quick questions. Do you uh, ever think about running for president someday? No. No. And that's a good straight answer. Do you think Gavin Newsom's going to run for president? And I mean this time around, the governor of California. Uh, I don't think this time around, but I think he thinks about it every day. <laughs> I think he's laying in wait. If nobody burbles up, he's going to jump in. Yeah, I, I think his latest decision, uh, I'm thinking he has more power than the voters of California in regards to the death penalty is oh. something to put him on the national stage, not to something to put of what he has right. legal right. authority yeah. to do it. All right. Give us 30 seconds on Nancy Pelosi. She's smart as hell, but, or and. But the new Democrat socialists have overtaken her power, and they are now making her look like a moderate in her own party. Wow, that's true. That is true. (laughs) It it is very true. If you watched what took place two weeks ago when the Speaker could not put a resolution on the floor denouncing Congresswoman Omar's language about questioning somebody of the Jewish faith of whether they could be loyal to America, things that we heard in the 30s, that she couldn't even move that onto the floor, that she had to water it down, not name her, that was the moment in time that she is just now speaker in name, not speaker in power. Wow. The new Democrat socialists run the Democratic floor. That's newsmaking right there, Kevin McCarthy. We appreciate it. Yeah, he's the minority leader of the House of Representatives, represents California's 23rd. We've known him forever, Congressman uh, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin, great to talk to you. Let's do it again soon. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Well done. Hanson, you got to get that last 30 seconds out to news stations. That's newsmaking. Yeah. That really is. Kevin McCarthy says she stopped being speaker in reality. She has she has she has no power now as of last week with that resolution. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah, a little uh little sem- summary of what we just heard coming back. The whole emergency declaration thing, not persuaded at all. I don't think they have a strong argument. Right. I think it's executive overreach, yeah, but you know, more on that the in a courts second. will have their say. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When the speaker could not put a resolution on the floor denouncing Congresswoman Omar's language about questioning somebody of the Jewish faith of whether they could be loyal to America, things that we heard in the 30s, that she couldn't even move that onto the floor, that she had to water it down, not name her. That was the moment in time that she is just now speaker in name, not speaker in power. Wow. The new Democrat socialists run the Democratic floor. Really? Speaker in name only. Wow. From the minority leader. So, yeah, that's a strong thing to say. That's a shot. Shot across the bow. So, yeah, one thing we learned from our interview with Kevin McCarthy, minority leader, the Republicans don't have an argument for why 
it's a bad thing to establish this precedent with national emergencies for the president. Yeah, it's executive overreach, and I think the courts will probably knock it down. And of course, the courts knocked down some things that I think are perfectly legitimate. But uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't. I disagreed with them completely on that. I thought the stuff on the Green New Deal, which is ridiculously, hilariously, were not so scary. It's hilariously unicornian dream well, world and, crap. And it gets presented by guys like him, and I understand what they're doing as. This is what they want to do. Where secretly he and everybody else is saying, "This is so awesome." Yeah, this is so freaking awesome because it makes them look like adolescents. Right? You're not like scared. they have no idea of reality. You're not scared that it's going to happen. You're loving the fact that they put that out there. So right, right. Um, and then the third thing, the fact that the 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 idiotic, the indefensible, the ginormous theft that is the California regular speed rail project, um, that the tax dollars would stay in the state of California, and they would stay in infrastructure, but non-thieving, stupid infrastructure, I think is pretty effective political maneuvering. I think that's pretty smart. For those not familiar with the uh, the subject, the zero-growth environmental movement has made it so that Corruptifornia, Cal Unicornia, has not added any significant water storage as the population doubled over the last couple of generations. It's insane. It's indefensible. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, we have got Donald Trump striking a blow for freedom of speech today. This is okay, a, this is okay. an interesting story. I'm in favor of that. Hey, oh. I, got a, I, got a, yeah, I got a question for you when yeah. we come back, Sean, with the March Madness brackets. I'm ready. I want to know who a blue devil beats or loses to, whatever a blue <laughs> devil is. Very powerful. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can tell by their blueness. <laughs> uh, and I want to watch Zion Williamson play because I haven't watched him play yet, and he's supposed to be spectacular. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I got full-on March Madness. I mean, it's uh, it's oh really boy. crept through me. Oh, boy. Yeah. Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Being reported, President Trump is going to be signing an executive order today aimed at promoting free speech on campus. Trump has previously threatened to withhold federal research grants to some colleges and universities. A number of conservative groups have complained that free speech rights are often stifled on campuses. You think? The executive order seeks to ensure that institutions receiving federal grants are in compliance with First Amendment rights. Now, see, this is the sort of thing that he can, you know, talk about, people can cheer. Mm -hmm. Not that thing he did yesterday with McCain. Well, what if in the middle of the speech about this, he starts bad-mouthing John McCain? good lord. That wouldn't help. Listen, I... You know what makes me mad? Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, I hate her. And he goes on for like five minutes. Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) So, uh, free speech on campus is a topic near and dear to my heart. I'm a bit of an activist on the subject. Um, You wouldn't be allowed on campus to talk about it. No. No. And and I absolutely love this cause. I'm not sure the president's executive action is the best way to get there. We'll have to take a look at the particulars. Yep. And there are some free speech on campus activist groups that are saying, uh, this, no, no, let's not do it this way. Uh, but we'll see. We'll talk okay. about it. The FBI reportedly joining in the investigation of the certification process for the Boeing 737 MAX following those two crashes. While the FBI's involved? Yep. Seattle Times reporting that the Bureau is assisting the Department of Transportation. So is that, I keep interrupting you, but yep. I'm trying to noodle this through. 
Does that mean they believe a crime was committed? Because wouldn't just the NTA, whatever the national transportation is, wouldn't they just do it? There's a reason to believe a crime may have been committed. Yeah. Yeah, the Seattle Times reporting the bureaus assisting the Department of Transportation in examining how the airliner was approved by federal regulators. But I don't think the FBI usually gets involved in plane crashes, does it? Nope. Nope. Meanwhile, aviation regulators in Europe and Canada will be doing their own reviews of changes being made by Boeing to its grounded 737 MAXs. Wow, this could get ugly. Before allowing them to return to service. All right, uh, Marshall, i got to jump in here. Here's the regular person explanation of this. The regulatory regime for airliners is it's cooperative. And there are those who say it's really good because there's a lot of self-reporting. There's not a lot of gotcha and goodbye, good guy, bad guy stuff. The air, Boeing, for instance, and, and the other manufacturers say, hey, we just discovered this problem. We're working on it. Right. And they work in a really good, smart, cooperative way with the FAA. Well, it would make sense because <clears throat> there's you have plane crashes. It really hurts your business. Right, right. So you have a real reason to catch this stuff. It's not like... Volkswagen trying to slip vehicles in that don't actually meet the emission standards. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with plane crashes. Right. But this is a good example of why, you know, the, the CNN, the, the, the good thing or bad thing thing that we like to mock so much is dumb. Because sometimes a good thing, it's a real culture of openness and cooperation. It can lead to chumminess. Chumminess and maybe getting a little lazy and maybe if the uh, airline uh, engineers say, yeah, yeah, it's fine, I wouldn't worry about it. The FAA is sitting there, uh, you know, with their feet up, flipping through a magazine. Right. Says, "Okay, cool, great." Would that? And that's it's probably gone too far in that direction. That's what they're looking into. Yep. Would this have anything to do with the story from yesterday, where it turned out the very same same thing happened on one of those flights yep. the day before? Luckily, there was a pilot in there that knew how to rescue it, and then they let the flight the, the plane fly again the next day and kill all those people. Well, that's a, that's an airline problem. So, yeah, who's responsible for that? The 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 Airline personnel? Well, I don't know. What did the airline do? Did they call Boeing and say, hey, this just happened? Uh-huh. Or did they not? Or who knows? That's I don't a know. terrible thing that that occurred, though. Oh, my God. If, it, just for the record, anybody listening, if you if you have to rescue a plane for crashing right. from crashing, right. don't let that plane fly again until you figure out what happened. So what they just say, wow, that was weird, and then go on? We don't know yet, but the FBI is looking into it. Yep. Kentucky Governor Matt Bevan says he intentionally exposed all nine of his children to chickenpox so they'd get the disease and become immune. Bevan made the a lot of people do that. Yeah, Bevan yeah, made the, that's a thing. I, I'm, I've not done it, but Bevan made the comment in a radio interview suggesting that the government should stay out of mandating vaccines. Oh, okay. So that's oh. why he went mm. ahead and did that. Mm. Wow. Mm. I disagree. I'm pro getting my kids the vaccines they need. And I will not read your emails. The exercise bike company Peloton's being sued amid accusations that they stole songs for their workout videos that they produce. At issue, Peloton's been using songs from Justin Bieber, Drake, Bruno Mars, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, Ed Sheeran, Sheeran, Justin Timberlake, and a host of others for years. No Mel Torme in there? No Mel Torme that I know of. Dean now, Martin? No. Now a group of music publishers have banded together to file a $150 million copyright infringement suit. 
The CEO of the National Music Publishers Association says Peloton's built its business without giving artists and songwriters fair compensation. You know, I'm very sympathetic to that issue as a songwriter myself, Marshall, but I suffer from lawsuit uh, inflation fatigue. You got Devin Nunes uh, sell, uh, yes. suing for a quarter billion because there's a Devin Nunes cow uh, <laughs> account on Twitter. Yeah. So I'm not impressed by $150 million. Sugar Ray's Mark McGrath telling TMZ about why the lawsuit against Peloton is important. I hope people, I can let people know what intellectual property is. It has value. Yeah. So creating these billion-dollar companies off the backs of hard work to songwriters and musicians, yeah. I don't think it's fair. And by the way, I'm cool. I play around the world. I've been fortunate enough. I get more than I deserve. I'm just worried about songwriters that deserve deserve more. Yeah. Deserve to get paid. That's what we do. Right. You know, that's that's a legacy I leave to my kids. That and frosted tips. Hmm. Oh my that's god! What I, just, he believes in. I just came across <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Wow. We probably ought to get to that. Yes, we will have to get to that. I just came what, across you, the you, greatest thing wait? ever. Yeah, we'll get to it coming up after no. the break. Right. Darn your broadcasting instincts. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Just came across something really, really entertaining. And finally, uh, March Madness going on right now. Who do the Duke Blue Devils take on? Who does a Blue Devil have to beat? Uh, they don't play until tomorrow, so I haven't done their... Oh, okay. their uh, let's see. It's the NCC North Dakota State, whichever one that one. What I'll, is a I'll, blue I'll, I'll have that answer when we come back. Could anything beat a blue devil? A red devil, maybe? Oof, that's that's a good one. I don't know. Uh, best thing ever coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we've talked about a number of the big stories. Trump giving a what was supposed to be an economic speech and spending the whole time about why he hates or how much well, he hates John McCain. Some of the time. Certainly eclipsed the coverage of the yeah. economic stuff. If you weren't there, it was all of the time. My hallmark <laughs> is accuracy. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why he does that. Because he can't not. I guess. I guess. Just, I, I want people to hear the good economic news. Right. And stuff like that. Right. And it bothers and, and me. And honestly, it's a hell of a lot more relevant. Here's the thing that I found so damn amusing. So, I get this text, and I think, okay, I'll try that out. And then I do it, and it like it's better than I could have even hoped for. <laughs> have you played this new game where you Google Florida Man? Do we all know what Florida Man oh. is? A buddy of mine texted me last night. And you add the month and date of you, so you do your birthday. So you do Florida Man and your birthday. Yes. And I thought, okay, you know, there's a lot of Florida Man stories. There You're might be just a, month and day. Um, I, month I, and I day. do month and day, okay. yeah, because the Florida Man thing hasn't been around, you know, forever. But so I did my birthday, February 21st, and the first one is Florida Man who threw toilet through window in East St. Louis found with second toilet. Is <laughs> <laughs> the headline. Jack, From if the they outlaw toilets, somewhere. only outlaws will have toilets. <laughs> <laughs> all right, are we are we all taking turns? Mine, I did mine with a uh, with month and day. Florida man offered to pay officer with hamburger for oral sex. <laughs> <laughs> and these are just uh, just you know first glance. Uh, 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 uh. That's incredible. Here you go. 
Uh, there's several for my birthday, by the way. <laughs> Florida man. Here's mine. Florida man attacked by a crazy squirrel, and it was raised by a neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> that goes directly to your retirement dream of watching squirrels cavort. <laughs> exactly. That's the worst case scenario. <laughs> I mean, this one's not as funny, but it's a, there, there is a Florida man for your birthday. Florida man posed as water department, department employee to break into homes. Florida man. What is it with Florida man? Well, yeah, that's funny. I have one, too. Florida man you, you recorded do. having recorded himself having sex with his dog on wow. my birthday. Wow. <laughs> Maybe he was celebrating your birthday. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder, you know what? wonder if it was the same guy who was attacked by the squirrel. He was so shaken by that, he sought comfort with his dog. What's your Florida man on your birthday story, Michael? Uh, it's disgusting, but uh, Florida man put semen in co-workers' water. Oh, look at that. That's this not is, good. Th- this shouldn't be possible. If you got four guys in a room, there should be maybe one kind of interesting one, and then the other three there aren't. No, four easy winners for all four of them. <laughs> Those us. are winners? What are the losers? Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Well, seriously, though, how do you explain it? Do you want me to? Yeah. Or should we not? Does that ruin it? It doesn't ruin it. Florida is the only state or one of the very few states that allows access to arrest records mm. as opposed to uh, prosecutions or convictions. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you've ever spent any time in Florida, and you know who's going to give me an amen on this? Floridians. If you've ever spent any time in Florida, you know there's a heck of a lot of colorful characters running around. But so if you get accused of doing something, having sex with your neighbor's house cat, you get arrested for it. It doesn't. Meow. It doesn't show up in the paper in California or Texas or wherever. They're unless not, they're convicted. They're not accessible in the same way. I I can't tell you the chapter and verse of it, but or they're not released or I can't remember. Um, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it's it's there's a, somebody look it up. Would you for Although, God's sake? Florida is colorful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I think even were that not the truth. The Florida man thing would still be significant. Here we must be with one more March Madness, Sean. What's your favorite last game you've got? All right. Well, we'll go with the uh, we'll go with the the Belmont Bruins taking on the Maryland Terrapins. So Bruin is a a bear of sorts, and a terrapin is a turtle who's in the definition says it's an edible turtle. So oh, please, bears, <laughs> please. He's just gonna he's gonna put that in a soup. <laughs> Don't even turn that one on. One more. Uh, we got the, um, let's see here. We got the Minnesota Golden Gophers versus the Louisville Cardinals. Now, very oh. important, this is the mm. bird cardinal, not the color red cardinal that Stanford sometimes uses because that would have a different outcome in the fight. Nor the high-ranking Catholic official. Agreed, agreed. And uh, the, the Golden Gopher, not a ferocious beast. They can burrow, but I really give the, the technological advantage to the cardinal because it has the uh, the power of flight. Absolutely. So it's going to, like, run the gopher to death? I mean, to exhaust it? And if I might take fun a bad direction, since you mentioned Cardinal and I almost made a priest sex joke, then backed off of it for no good reason. Not because I'm scared of the Catholic Church or don't want to, you know, you know, make them feel that way uh, because they deserve it. This story on the front page of the USA Today, 395 clergy accused of sexual abuse in Illinois. So the Catholic Church in Illinois, 395, almost 400 
That's just one place right now in the world. Yeah. What has it been for decades around the world? Who knows? And we'll never know. You you must admit, unless similar allegations and similar numbers uh, surface for other worldwide organizations, which I find, excuse me, extremely unlikely. Right. Um, there is something about the Catholic Church that has made it a hotbed of sexual uh, deviancy. There has to be something specifically about the design of their bureaucracy. Right. And the nature of the people who are priests. And be become more powerful priests and that sort of thing. It's it's disgusting. Very briefly, uh, freedom of information laws in Florida make it easier for journalists to obtain information about arrests from the police, easier than in other states, and this is largely responsible for the number of news articles. So should I be for this or against this? Because you're just accused. I, I hate to have my name in a newspaper if I'm accused of some crazy thing I didn't do. And everybody's talking about it and joking about it. Look, I didn't do it. Oh, I think it's going to take six months to figure this out. But you'll all find out I didn't do it. I think if if the story surfaced, Jack Armstrong sexed up his dog. You you had to go with that. And we made jokes about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then it turns out, oh no, it was somebody else. When you were finally cleared, or somebody else, or or the dog came on to you. Um, I mean, <laughs> just for instance, <laughs> consensual. Um, sure, I I think those scales would get evened out perfectly, and there would be no more jokes for the rest of your life. Hmm. So it's probably not cool that Florida does this. Huh? It's uh, well, it's the only state. Well, it is the easiest state to get information about people. Another way to, uh, way to phrase that is every other state thinks it shouldn't be that easy. Yeah, that's interesting. On the other hand, you know, I'm in favor of transparency in government, certainly. Um, If Joe Getty were arrested for a speech that was threatening to the uh, public order, I'd want everybody to know that. I'd want everybody to know they're arresting people for... Uh, well, unjustifiably. On the other hand, you know, uh, like you say, if it's an, uh, a a spurious allegation or, is this or why you're we, just innocent, then you, you can have your reputation tarred for a very long is time. Is this why we know? Ask Peter Townsend of The Who, please. Is this why we know about Robert Kraft and we might not have if he was in a different state? Uh, interesting question. I don't know that. Hmm. Stay out of R&Ts in uh, Florida. Or go. I don't care. Why are we spending a dollar of law enforcement money on billionaires going to strip mall robin tugs? I don't care. Final thoughts with A&G. Yeah. Strong stance from one host, Joe Getty. Yeah, I'll stand by that. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the squad. It's uh, board operator Michelangelo. Michael. Uh, first, uh, thanks to Positive Sean for using mascots to break down March Madness. This summer, I will be doing the same thing with the WNBA championships. <laughs> Positive Sean, your final thought? <laughs> yeah, a couple more games to throw at you. We have the Purdue Boilermakers taking on the Old Dominion Monarchs. We're going to run that monarchy right <laughs> off the rails. There you go. Democracy now. And then you got the number six Villanova Wildcats taking on the St. Mary's Gales. The Gales are an ethno-linguistic group native to Northwest. That, nope, the Wildcats win that one. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall Phillips, final thought. All right, March Madness, Powerball, Fever, almost too many investment choices available these days. <laughs> Jack, final thought? So my youngest son, who has obsessive-compulsive disorder, among other things, was uh, hooked on one Lego piece he had to find yesterday. 
in our uh, our incredibly full of all kinds of crap, including Lego's house. Just had to have it all day long. Wow. Finally, I found a website that sells used Lego pieces. Was able to look it up. Could order one for one cent. That's what it cost. <sighs> wow. One cent. Wow. Now I'm just waiting for it to show up in the mail. <laughs> My final thought. Everybody's so fevered these days. Are you pro-Trump? Are you anti-Trump? Which one are you? It's like my favorite baseball team. If the bullpen blows the game in the eighth inning, I'm going to get on the air and say, I'm rooting for this team, but they blew it in the eighth inning. You know, anybody who can't process that, I think you're too caught up in the the fighting these days. I'm uh, I'm a fan. Joe's response is, eh. ah. some sort of noise. Ah. Like I've seen him pick stuff off off the floor. It's that same ah. noise. Hey, you can, you can get the Kevin McCarthy interview full length, ArmstrongandGetty.com. It's also part of the fourth hour podcast at iTunes or iHeartMedia. Wrapping up another really four hour workday. iHeartMedia is a corporation, not an app. Uh, so many people, thanks a little time. Go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. That's the long und short. Email us mailbag at ArmstrongandGetty.com. We will see you tomorrow. Enjoy the first day of spring. God bless America. This is a. Uh historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. We apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Wow. The new Democrat socialists run the Democratic floor. Armstrong and Getty.